Hello and welcome to the Hey Mama podcast. Supporting women to make soul-centered and heart-driven decisions in motherhood. Going back to basics, changing our stories and trusting ourselves. I'm Emily. And I'm Annabelle. Hey Mama! Welcome to today's episode. Thank you so much for being here with us during our birth story series. So today we are talking about the spirit of free birth with Rady Mills. So Rady shares how her recent free birth was one of simplicity and spirituality. Rady is passionate about harnessing the power of our presence and understands the importance of trusting our intuition and the beauty of natural birth. And I am so excited to hear this. Me yeah. too. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Yeah. I'm so excited to be here. That oh. intro got me pumped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I've yes. changed them high, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. It's so, yeah, so great. And I have kind of heard your story a little bit. Like we have um, seen each other once before, but I want to hear more details like I want to hear everything and you know I love talking birth but I freaking love talking free birth so Mm. yeah this is gonna be really good um yeah (laughs) so take it away (laughs) perfect all right well I'll start at conception that might be a nice way and then when yeah it's right I'll tie in other bits but um I what excited me most I guess I started off um ovulating and my cycle came back on the full moon or the new moon sorry um and because I was still breastfeeding with my first daughter um yeah we'd thought thought about having the second child and you know been calling that in um but yeah you obviously have to wait for your your period um so when (laughs) when I um had my period on the new moon Pisces new moon um I actually told everyone at the nature play which was super exciting (laughs) um and yeah lo and behold that that month we conceived so that was pretty special uh yeah considering it was kind of you know the whole journey really uh you know was one of just surrender and and going with the flow really um Mm. but yeah so from that point everyone you know knew because I then told everyone obviously (laughs) they were waiting for the news (laughs) and what was awesome was Lauren my sister-in-law Lauren Middleton who you guys spoke with last year Yeah, yeah. She she was six months pregnant at this point with her second. Um, mm. So we kind of yeah weaved our children in and out. And that point, she had already yeah stumbled across free birth with the free birth uh, society and had pulled out of her CMP program. So that was already like a seed in my like subconscious. Um, mm. And yeah, I'm so grateful that I knew about it from the beginning um, because. It was just a whole body yes when she told me about it and I'd already started looking at, you know, Yolanda and Emily's uh, Instagrams and, yeah, just started you know, investigating. Um, and, yeah, you know, perhaps, you know, intuition plays a big part in our decisions, right? Uh, I think every mother listening to this would, would know that through experience. Um, and, you know, for me, my, you know, most of my 20s were spent um, immersed in Melanie, Melanie Ryan's work and offerings in my heart meditation and I studied and, um, and also taught RTA energy medicine. So I feel like that's been a really good grounding or, um, yeah, support for me in, I guess, exploring intuition further and, yeah, having complete trust in it. And so mm-hmm. 
I really didn't question the the yes for me, and you know that might be different for other mums that come across it, but um, it was yeah, it was a, a whole body yes. And so what had to go from there was the the relearning and uh, really jumping in the deep end, and learning everything about free birth, um, and I did that. So you know I had a, a fairly wild pregnancy. Yeah. And thanks to having all the information really early, um, I did get my bloods checked very early on and that was for you know, thyroid um, checks. But from that point onwards, um, there was no scans, there were no bloods. Um, um, yeah, pretty wild pregnancy. There was no, yeah, no chats with anyone. Um, but, you know, when I, when I feel um, the simplicity of it, to me, simplicity is really... Um, being able to experience our soul, you know, in alignment with our with the source. So it's really following that that natural flow, uh, which means that the mind doesn't really want to intervene or want to interfere. Um, it it sits back and witnesses um, more comfortably, um, and that's probably where I felt the whole pregnancy just felt almost too simple. Like I would catch myself thinking, "Am I not doing enough?" And you know, yep. in contrast to my first pregnancy, where yeah, there was there was all the all the bits and bobs, you know, um, and that was with the free birth, um, the family birth centre, um, but yeah, there was still a lot of you know appointments and catch ups and all that to go along with it. Whereas this time I had none of that, and mm. one that was so much easier because you've got a child already, so you're not having yeah. to carry along, yeah, a <laughs> three year old. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know. I was doing still a lot of work, which I guess I didn't really see as work. So by immersing myself in uh, the Free Birth Society uh, course, that, yeah, gave me everything I felt comfortable with um, to essentially birth on my own. And that's what that was my goal, to, to really get to a point of comfort where um, I could birth by myself essentially because, mm-hmm. you know, you can't rely on anybody externally. Uh, to tell you how you're doing or to give you answers. So, you know, that's obviously not for everyone, but I, I also, you know, really sit with that and, you know, it's also for everyone as well. And yeah. I think what they what they share with the, the course in, taught in schools and we should be taught through family and I'm sure we will in generations to come as more women, yeah, share, share their support with one another. Yeah, he's really excited by the conversation. Yeah, obviously. yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like I get this. I get it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's I so true, though. Yeah, yeah. You've been through it, so uh, yeah. I did bring a doula along with my journey, and I, I had a great experience with, um, with my first pregnancy with Aria, and that was with Adil Chaperin. So you've spoken to her a few oh, times. Yeah. yeah, so she was incredible. And as you know, her work has evolved since then, so she's not taking clients. But a, yeah. um, a referral that she passed on was Anna Cox, and mm-hmm. she was incredible as well, you know, of course, being yeah. like-minded and very much down the free birth line. So she was already uh, immersed in Yolanda and Emily's work and still is, mm-hmm. which is awesome. So, yeah, we caught up a few times and really just spoke openly and just had, had some epic conversations about, about pregnancy, about, you know, empowering women, um, the connection we all carry and just how natural it is. Um, but, you know, I think for a lot of women it's really, and including myself, a big part of that is to really shift the fear 
of you know the unknowns and the fear around birth that we've all been subjected to through you know schooling and and our lineage and you know movies and the list goes on um and you know there's obviously underpinning reasons for that which I won't dive into but um yeah you know I think really transitioning from why we see birth as an emergency to begin with and therefore not just jump into the hospital setting because we feel that's the safest place yeah Um, so and you know the only way that that's going to feel comfortable is for everyone to educate themselves on how natural birth does work and for me that was really getting clear on the difference between emergency and emergence um, because you know the intuition side and um, the nutrition side that I'd already kind of had delve into and and will we'll continue to like you know, I think every mum on here loves to meditate and, and you know explore themselves further <laughs> um, but I, I didn't know all the ins and outs on yeah how to handle certain situations with and that was really really empowering to to feel like I had equipped myself with yeah some really great strategies had I been in this situation and of course you know the balance is the head and the the, the heart it's not being stubborn with intuition and often you know we, we push it away if it's not what we want so you know, if the intuition, if I, if my gut was telling me, okay, this isn't right and we need to go elsewhere, um, I, I was accepting that as well. So, you know, mm. obviously hospitals are there for a, a reason. We never want to be there for, you know, obviously uh-huh. to be ill, um, but they're fantastic if we need it. Um, but yeah. what I realised was the actual risk of emergency was so low and, you know, that was really drilled in and, you know, that gave me, so much confidence in going into uh, the experience that, yeah, it was just a, a no-brainer. Um, so, yeah, that was my journey in really exploring the, the pregnancy of free birth. And in that time, you know, we moved house. We're now, we're now living up in the Perth Hills, which is stunning. And, yeah, I got that time to really nest instead of running to appointments. And, and yeah, I got to just spend the time with my eldest daughter, Aria, and, you know, do a lot of purging. <laughs> there was a lot of emotional stuff that came up which, you know, everyone goes through that initiation. Um, but, yeah, it, it just felt really aligned and, you know, I think every, you know, we're all connected. So every empowering experience is going to impact every other mother. So, and and vice versa on the, the contrary. So um, every birth prior to me has helped me, you know, get to this point of comfort. Um, so it's definitely not like a solo, yeah, journey, even though every birth is completely unique. Um, so yeah, you know, the, the pregnancy itself felt, like I said, quite, you know, simple and I didn't, uh, you know, I guess I was doing a lot, but not, not thinking about it. You know, I was taking my ashwagandha, doing a lot of, you know, relaxation techniques, keeping my legs up on the walls, um, little, te- little things that just kept me really relaxed, you know, compared to my first birth, um, and labor, like labor pregnancy, you know, I wasn't doing half as much like exercise and that jazz because I've got, you know, another child. Mm. And, um, yeah, it just felt really just easy and simple. And, you know, I think a lot of that is because I didn't, you know, try and look for problems perhaps. Um, I just checked in with myself, you know, every day and as often as I could. And, yeah, I guess leading up to the the birth, which I just listened to Jody's story actually, and we had um, the same date of birth <laughs> on the 7th of December, which is cool. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, when she said that, I was like, no way, hormone. <laughs> yeah, oh, of course. Well, uh, so, and yeah, knowing that I had, um, you know, had a cycle on the new moon, it was pretty cool to estimate, you know, what 10 moons would be. And yep. lo and behold, yeah, I we landed bang on the 10th moon, which is pretty cool. Um, so cool. So, yeah, and Isla, our, our um, second mm. daughter now, we actually share the same astrology with a full moon, um, yeah, Gemini and Sagittarius axis. So that's pretty special. Oh, um, yeah, but Aria, she was born at 38 weeks. And so by 38 weeks, I was kind of had my like, you know, spider senses checking, mm. you know, expecting, not knowing. Yeah. And, you know, we're leading up to like Christmas as well. So it was, it was getting warmer. Um, but I was getting Braxton Hicks's at night and that was about it. You know, I, you know, with another child, you're like, you know, you just don't really overthink too much um, in those, I guess, earlier stages because, yeah, you're busy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I... Oh, probably the best. <laughs> the lead up was probably pretty wild. Um, you know, everything had been going so smoothly and, you know, I guess that really helped me to, to trust. I mean, I had a lot of yeah, emotional stuff come up, which was great knowing that, you know, you want all that to come through before you have birth and, you know, energy moves into the physical. So, um, yeah, you want all, all of that to, to come out. Um, so a lot of tears and, yeah, a lot of <laughs> just mm. rage, <laughs> a lot of things. Yeah. Really? Um, and as we're getting closer to the 40 weeks, uh, Ari actually had a sleepover with her grandparents and randomly, but not so randomly, picked up a tummy bug, which she's mm. never had, like she's three and a half now and she's never been like sick, sick. You know, she's had a cold and that's about it. And she's she came home and she had you know, she was vomiting all night, um, mm. which was horrendous, um, but also meant mm. none of us had any sleep. And, you know, I was just thinking, like, God, this better not share with everyone. <laughs> like, we are at yeah. crunch time. <laughs> and oh. better not, yeah, ruin <laughs> what has been such a great journey. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you can see where it's going. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Monday night, you know, she was better, but she still wasn't great. So we still had a pretty um, interrupted night. And then Tuesday night, uh, Aria was fine and I randomly, not so randomly, um, yeah, got the tummy bug that night. And so I'm in Aria's bed, you know, Aria and Blake, my husband, are in our bed. And for 12 hours, you know, it was like a 24-hour bug but like, yeah, condensed, you know, purposely, I guess. Um, so I was just, you know, back to back, just, yeah, purging, which was horrendous, like, you know, we all agree that vomiting is the absolute pits. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially, you know, when you're <laughs> nine months pregnant. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah. So, and I remember I, I did learn through Aria's experience the night before not to drink anything. Like we'd given her Hydrolyte trying to help her and that just obviously kept the vomiting going. So I held out with any fluids and, you know, that got me through. But I was I was dreaming about water. I was like, I will never, oh. ever, you know, diss on water ever again. <laughs> I was like so dehydrated. <laughs> anyway, I wake up and it all kind of subsides, thank goodness. And I just remember thinking like, I bet, like everything's going to start now. I'm going to be so dehydrated, absolutely exhausted, and I'm going to go into what is, you know, a marathon, as you know. 
Um, mm. But perhaps, you know, because I was already that exhausted, the mind had, didn't have a hold. It was like, well, like what more can make it worse in a way? You know, you have to roll with it. And um, yeah. Blake went to work and sure enough, the surges um, started to, to show themselves. And I recorded probably the first hour uh, just to see if it was consistent, right? Um, you know, you want to see if it's coming or going. And yeah. yeah, sure enough, you know, they started at like 10 minutes, went down to five and then I'd get a couple of threes in and, and they're already 30 to, you know, a minute long. So I, and I could tell obviously the feeling from, you know, my experience with Aria, uh, what to kind of mix. So yeah, we were on and Blake was still at work. So I sent him a text and then I sent Anna a text and that was it really. Um, you know, I kind of thought it probably would go for, yeah, as long as it needed to, um, not expect, even though they say, you know, the second birth can be faster. Um, mm. You still don't want to get your hopes up or yeah, mm. you can just think of it at all. And yeah, um, I remember for Ari, she was still a bit unwell and she did this, <laughs> not so much share, but I was having surges and she did this like, big big number two and I had to clean that up between surges and I was oh like my oh my god. god like I can't I've got to pull myself together like you have no choice <laughs> so, oh, <yeah>. no. <laughs> but um, for the most part you know Blake was going to come he was on his way back from I think Frio which is also where Anna lives so they were about an hour away and you know we're up in Mount Helena and I at that point just started exploring you know what would help with the surges um and you know, that was probably my biggest goal going into pregnancy and labour uh, and birth this time around was to really have a spiritual experience. You know, I'd listened to a few podcasts, uh, one from Kim, Kim Amani actually, and this lady was sharing how not only did she have quite, you know, pain-free or I guess, you know, more zoomed out experiences, but she would actually see her child um, come to earth as like a shooting star which was epic like um, it just got me so amped up to to really have you know be open for something that was really um, you know yeah. magical and because yeah. I mean everything's spirit right you know everything's light um, you know in love creating a magical form <laughs> um, but to really be receiving and conscious of something unique and you know it's a bit like wanting to have a really cool meditative experience so mm -hmm. that was definitely a big focus and I guess, you know, intention going into birth to, you know, stay open to. Um, and so, yeah, I started, you know, experimenting with just different techniques. I thought, I'd, I, thought I might be dancing or doing something and I tried moving. I was like, no, <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's funny, you just know something's on or off. Mm. And, I mean, you're, you know, being your second, you also um, go back to what maybe may have worked in previous times and previous labors. Yeah. And with Aria, I was so much in my head, um, I would be counting, you know, and I guess that's what I just found myself doing, but I would count the surges or count up to like five through a surge and then know if I got to five, I was like almost over the wave. Um, but that really just left me in this cycle, this loop, like almost on interval training, it was just horrendous. So mm -hmm. I, I'd learned from that experience and I um, even just the breath was too much. Like I, I noticed that on the exhale of the breath, I would fall back into that um, overbearing just sensation of, you know, I'll call it pain, but it's just that intensity, you know, as you all know, that the surges. So I found myself, which was pretty cool, um, on a yoga ball in Aria's room, starting to just, 
I'll call it singing, but it was like chanting. And it was like these long, long tones of a different, probably two or three different tone chants, a bit like the hum. And mm-hmm. I found if I could get out two or three hums and each time, you know, they would lengthen. So that would last about 60 seconds, you know, which was how a surge would go for. So mm-hmm. that just made such a big difference to, yeah, one, focus on it. Also, it brought me to that present point and, and you know, with the surges, you know, birthing just it commands you to be with yourself. Like you can't be any, anywhere else. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I told myself it's like, you know, there will be as many of these surges as there has to be and, and that's fine. Like it's, it wasn't a countdown at all. And it wasn't like a, a waiting until transition, even though you know, I, I kind of knew what to expect there. So I really just let myself be with each one of these sort of chants. And, yeah, it felt really good. It really helped move the energy and uh, transcend the energy. And I remember being told that our vocal cords and our cervix are actually quite mirrored. And mm-hmm. you might already know that. And so I was really aware that, and it makes sense why we use our, our sound so much, especially in birth. Um, that the more I use my voice, the more that my cervix would open naturally as well. It was like this, you know, this instrument. Yeah. So, so that was really empowering as well to be like, okay, like the body's, yeah, doing something cool here. Um, but I'm not a singer in any way, shape or form. <laughs> so I was thinking to myself, you know, it's like when you get into the rhythm of it, you can't put yourself out and Blake's going to come home soon and he's going to be like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, you know, I, I think as well, just being in my own space, in fact, I was home really well in my own comfort zone. It was just Ari and I. Um, I, I highly doubt I would have let myself drop into that, that frequency and stay there had I been anywhere else. Um, yeah. And, and so even that was such a, yeah, a blessing. So I probably went for, I reckon, about four hours of chanting. Um, and in that time, you know, I had these amazing visuals um, and I'd had similar visuals with Aria, but not until the very end when I was crowning. And it was like a past life where I was an American Indian in one of those ceremony um, tents and there was all these elders, um, all these, you know, these women um, around me chanting with me, um, which was so powerful and so beautiful. And then, um, which I'm not sure if you know this, Em, but, um, yeah, my mum stepped in and she stood right in front of me and that was you know, that was a game changer. Um, so my mum passed away a year before I fell pregnant with Aria. And, mm. yeah, you know, everyone has their, their journeys, but that's definitely been like a, a an ongoing, yeah, grief, exploration and transition for me, especially, you know, being a mum without your mum. Mm. So for her to be like right there with me while I was going through your surges and having, you know, just all, all these spirits around me was just phenomenal and for so long. So that was, yeah, that was epic. Um, so, wow. yeah, you know, yeah, it's, <laughs> when I, it's been actually really good to revisit all of this because even though I've shared it a couple of times with close friends, it is such a healing experience to actually share it, yeah, in full. So thank mm. you. <laughs> yes. No, um, it's good. I'm, I'm literally like I'm so locked in and that has just like blown me away. Like I feel like that, oh, it's so, like you've literally gone into this, other world like this port the birth portal and like to see that and to it is it's like you're not actually on this earth anymore and I know that people say that but then to see 
those people around you, it shows that we really do. We like travel into this portal. Yeah. And that, yeah, everything exists. It's like almost, you know, simultaneously it's, you know, like I said, everything is, and is light essentially. And it's like, depending on Mm. how, to what level we allow us, our mind and our heart to open to that. Mm. And I guess that's where I'm on a probably lifelong journey of continually learning and uncovering <laughs> more and more. <laughs> it's like the rabbit hole never ends, but um, only gets better. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. So yeah, that was that was really really special, and you know, but it's it's so interesting because at the time it felt again so simple and just so natural that I didn't even really flinch. Like it just felt right. And, um, you know, at this point, Blake's, you know, he arrives home and I just remember just laughing to myself inside. I'm like, I can't stop. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's like the chants are just getting louder and louder. Um, and, yeah, and he was, I mean, amazing as, you know, all husbands are, but um, he pretty much straight away got the bath or the, the birthing pool filled. And he actually, <laughs> as there's always something, the, um, I guess, attachment, you could say, wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And, and lucky we've got like a tools, you know, shop around the corner. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just remember thinking as well, I was like, of course, it's like, I, you know, we're not going to have the pool. It's like, that just won't happen. <laughs> um, but you're already in such a state that you're just in acceptance, aren't you? So, yeah. you know, you, um, you can't, yeah, have a pity party. <laughs> yeah. You're kind of past that point. <laughs> um, but luckily, you know, he did, he, he ran off and came back in time. Um, well, we had plenty of time in the end, but he got the pool ready and yeah, it just felt so easy. Even Anna, she, she rocked up quite a, you know, probably an hour even on from then, because, you know, like I said, I really had to get to a point where I felt comfortable to not have anybody there. So even with Anna and she'll laugh and and agree that, you know, she told me if you change your mind or if if I'm there and you just want the space for you and Blake, um, just tell me to get out, like, don't be shy. And I was like, okay, like, cool. No worries. And, yeah, so even up to that point, I was like, will I even tell her I'm in labour? Like, will I just do this myself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I'm so glad that she did come because she was a, a fantastic help given that, yeah, you know, mum wasn't here to help with, you know, other things. Um, and, you know, having Aria with us, that was probably my, uh, one of the biggest unknowns. And, you know, I've heard you guys talk as well, you know, with older children, how they'll go with um, mm-hmm. experiencing birth and I knew in my heart that I really wanted her there um, but you know a three-year-old tantrums aren't fun as you know <laughs> yeah. so I did not want to risk having yeah like a tantrum or something to just take me out of my space um, but you know she read the room and I guess I just kept so Blake's mum Joe lives down in Morley and she was just on standby so uh, we didn't even tell them that. Oh, did we tell them? Maybe. I don't even think we told them I was in labour. Like we just, yeah, kept it super chill, super quiet. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, didn't need to call her. But it was during the day. So at night time it might have been a bit different. But, mm. you know, we were fine. I was just, you know, like I said, in her room with the yoga ball chanting and she was just playing with her dolls. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So after yeah you know she was feeling much better which is great and thank goodness I wasn't still sick right like had I been sick you know both ends or even just one end like it just it could have been very you know a very different story um so I'm glad my body really forced all the poor things got going (laughs) yeah um yeah so I got into the pool and yeah when Blake got home I could feel the shift I was like okay I almost want to start pushing um you know that that 
changeover started to occur. And, but I was also acutely aware that I didn't want to jump into the pool too soon. You know, I'd heard of stories that, you know, if you go in too soon, you relax almost too much and it stores it and then, you know, you're up for a long night. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I just, again, listened to what was right and jumped in. And, again, I guess because all this was happening, one, you're in the zone, but also you're, you're really in that intuitive zone. You're not really even questioning. You're just doing. You're just following that flow. And the mind's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just resting now. <laughs> um, or, you know, just being immersed in the sensations. Um, so I hopped in the pool and Anna showed up. And our last catch-up, we'd actually played with the sound bowls. And I remember laughing to her just how it didn't feel comfortable to me because I, again, wasn't a vocal person. Um, I didn't, you know, I knew it'd be, it would be great for the cervix opening, but again, it'd get out of my comfort zone big time. Um, and yeah, of course she's rocked up and I'm here chanting. <laughs> <laughs> and I barely even noticed her. She didn't even say hi. Well, not that I remember. Um, she just beelined around the corner. And so she was out of my sight completely. And she got her sound bowl out and every time I chanted, um, she would try and match with her sound bowl. So that was powerful as well. So I had, you know, mm-hmm. all these energies around me, then her sound. And it was just, yeah, it was very, um, yeah, very special. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's almost like when you think of it, a cycling and you're in the middle, it's that stillness where there's so much happening um, on the inside. Um, but you know, you're in that, that void, like you said, and where, yeah, you're just dropping in. Mm. And, you know, to them, it probably looked like nothing, you know, and often I've watched so many videos now and it looks, yeah, so peaceful and so relaxing. Um, and I remember laughing to myself of Lauren's comment, how she, I don't know if you remember at the end when she's like, you know, I'd birth every week if I could, da, 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 like I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember laughing at myself. I was like, there's no way I would choose to do this, like willingly. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, even with Aria's birth, I, I read up on the orgasmic birthing and I, I did go back into it again uh, because it is very empowering stories. Um, but I'm like, wow, like hats off to anyone who can, yeah, really pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I do get there was a point where um, I could definitely feel the potential um, where it was more like the pressure. You could really zoom out and you could see yeah, that you could perceive it as not so much pleasure, but um, definitely not so much pain if you, yeah, can see it that way. Um, so, yeah, I remember thinking um, what else happened. So I was in the pool and my waters broke, which is super exciting. So um, with Ari's birth, my waters were actually artificially broken. And, yeah, had I known better, I wouldn't have. Um, yeah. Again, you know, I was in a end up being transferred and was made to believe that, you know, if you don't, if your waters don't break, then you can't birth, which is, yeah, BS. Like you can totally birth encapsulated. Um, yeah. So even in those kind of things, I, you know, told myself like, yeah, if we have a, a birth that's encapsulated, then great. So there was none of that waiting. Um, but when they broke, um, I was really ready to, to birth. So I remember looking at the clock on the wall and it would have been maybe like, 4 30 so we'd, we'd start about lunchtime and I was like okay you know by 5 5 30 we're going to have a baby like I'll, I'll be finished mm-hmm. <laughs> and Isla didn't arrive till seven. <laughs> oh, so I had probably about two or three hours of of active pushing which you know is a long time and I'm sure had I been in a hospital setting they wouldn't have been happy with that yeah. um 
And yeah, you know, I tried all different positions. Um, I was mostly on my hands and knees in the pool, uh, but I tried going on my back. Um, you know, all the while Blake was being, you know, amazing. He just had a, a bowl of ice with a, um, you know, putting a cloth over my, my forehead in between surges, um, water there, and just keeping the kettle going to keep the water to temp. And that was it, you know, it was almost Christmas and Aria would just go show me a decoration and run off again. And she was just, yeah, happy to be in mm. her own space. Mm. So it was really peaceful. And mm. all the while I'm thinking, like, why isn't this progressing? Like, what's wrong? Um, and that's where I'm so grateful, you know, for the course of, you know, from Emily and Yolanda because I really did lean on a lot of the stuff that they, they share. And I remember checking um, internally. I could feel the head. I was like, okay, you know, is there anything obstructing? Like, could it be the placenta? Um, yeah. Because that's, you know, a lot of people's fears. Yeah. And then I, you know, almost unconsciously was, was quick at reaffirming that, no, like there's no blood, like yeah. there's no blood. <laughs> that's not an issue. So it was really, you know, even that um, was empowering to be in my, yeah, I guess own awareness of what was happening and that, yeah, I could tell myself that it was all fine. Mm. Um, so, yeah, pushing for a long time and um, it was interesting listening to some of the other calls um, with, yeah, other women that had pushed for a while because um, it got me looking into positions. Uh, <laughs> but um, I ended up still on my hands and knees in the pool and more like in a squatting position and, yeah, Blake read the room um, you know, I kind of, at this point with the pushing, the chanting had subsided quite a lot and I was, yeah, very, very quiet actually. And, you know, I was, you know, probably holding my breath, not holding my breath, but when I was, you know, ready, I, you know, I felt Isla you know, almost crowning. Mm. Um, but my you know, internal voice was saying like, you really need to help her. Like, you know, this needs to be active pushing. Like, whereas Aria was that whole beautiful vaginal mm. reflex where she crowned herself and you know, it was just out and and she was you know, an anterior baby um and I you know really felt the need to get behind this baby and it was funny this whole pregnancy I thought we we're having a boy and so here I'm just calling out how baby boy that's <laughs> yeah. pretty so long <laughs> no she's like well no one's calling me so I'll just stay right here it's obviously not my turn <laughs> yet exactly right yeah but I remember thinking you know um, and that was my breaking point right so you know I think every birth gets us to our edges and then over and you know when I transitioned I remember you know thinking to myself like oh wow like not that that was easy by any means, but I was like, well, okay, I don't feel broken yet, if you, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, you know, I would got through that that chanting phase and, yeah, things are progressing. So I was really grateful to still be somewhat head above water. <laughs> mm. And then, of course, the pushing is where, you know, because the, the pushing phase with Aria was actually a lot more comfortable. It was only, you know, for an hour and, and actually was a lot more, ple- not, I wouldn't say pleasurable, but, yeah, it was um, more enjoyable. Because, you know, you really got to drop in with that and just let the body surge and go with the waves. Um, but, yeah, getting to this point, you know, two, two and a half hours in a pushing and I'm just thinking like, you know, as most mums say, you know, like I can't do th- this anymore and mm-hmm. I know the only way out is, you know, through like this baby has to come be in my arms. Um, otherwise it's not going to stop. <laughs> yeah. um, and I just, yeah, that was definitely my breaking point of thinking I am just utterly exhausted. I think everything probably reached me at that point. And, you know, you want, you want to cry and, you know, you want yeah, someone to give you that, <laughs> um, yeah, big hug and just say it's going to be okay. 
Um, but yeah, you know, you just have to really surrender, you know, another level that you haven't been able to before. Um, so, so that was fun. <laughs> um, but, you know, I felt her head and, and, you know, she, she did try and, and come through, but then she came back out again and I was like, okay, like something's up. Um, and I really need to like make this next surge count. Like I can't, you know, keep going in and out here. Um, and in that time, Blake had just, you know, secretly, or, you know, silently whisked away because it was just Blake and I at that point. And Anna and Aria were, were playing in her room. And it was just perfect timing. They came out and Anna recorded on her phone the minute where Isla, you know, arrived. But I really, really had to back behind her and almost hold hold her um, in the surge so she wouldn't be sucked back up, if you know what I mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, you know, when she came out, it was hard to know really how she was birthed. You know, she came, I picked her up between my legs and then up to me. But, you know, my leg was up, so I didn't really know if I twisted or what was happening. It wasn't until I really looked at the video that, yes, she was one posterior, um, which I think if that was in my head, it would have been a very different, like, mental game, you know, yeah. from a, um, a pain management, you know, because you hear yeah. those things. Um, and she was presenting quite deflexed. Um, oh, wow. So she wasn't lips first, but she was eyes first. So, yeah, yeah she was in a, um, a quite a, a funky position. Which, yeah, listening to, uh, I've forgotten her name, she was in the first series and she had a, a fully deflexed baby. Um, and, yeah, it, just, it was great to just yes. you know, affirm that you can birth these babies, which, um, you know, had I been in hospital setting, you know, so much would have been so different. Um, mm-hmm. It would have been so pathologised. Absolutely. Like yeah. not only would have been, and I say these as like the you know, simple things, but I would have had someone checking my, you know, dilation, um, mm-hmm. which... We don't even really question these days, but like if you're running a marathon and, you know, you can't even afford to lose your breathing rate, like your breathing rhythm. Imagine someone trying to, you know, insert a finger while you're running a marathon. You're totally going to be out of sync with, you know, your whole game there. Um, And, you know, and that's just, you know, the basics. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So to have no one even question, like talk to me throughout that entire experience um was you know was beautiful like I wasn't asked anything um no one tried to move me you know like there was I was on my own in that sense but I was in that meditative space uninterrupted absolutely you know completely um and and then yeah you know having that delivery there would have been oh you know all sorts of interventions no doubt mm-hmm. um and you know she she did um when I picked her up she did have very very you know br- big bruising on her eyes um uh-huh. And yeah, oh, it's amazing how fast it goes. But again, you know, I didn't drop into fear, which I perhaps would have otherwise. And the fear would have really been there had I been around other, other people, perhaps, um, mm. telling me what was going on and what could go wrong and da da da. And yeah, I even you know remember thinking because her, her left eye was was quite bruised and shut, and I remember instantly thinking, okay, maybe we're, we've only got one eye, and you know. And the unconditional love that comes from like a natural birth when you just accept everything, you know, and that's what I had to have even, you know, by not having scans. It's like I'd rather have a birth and, or, and a labour where you're fully immersed in the love of your child, which is partly you, you know, this journey together um, and just, you know, see what, you know, you receive and deal with it then um, because you can't change anything in, you know, in no. the 
Um, oh, but yeah, and that biological thing. blueprint at that time when you've given birth like that is just yeah. so ridiculously but high when all those hormones are allowed to be there right. without being blocked. So, like, I think, yeah. as you said, because you've just been able to fully experience that and have all of the hormones, everything, that whole yeah, biological brute, like then, yeah, you're like, oh, and she's got one eye, like that's fine. Yeah. Like, yeah I mean, obviously she didn't, but the no, thought yeah, of it exactly. came to your head like, oh, but it didn't even bother you. Yeah. And imagine if you actually, you know, say she actually did and you'd had a scan oh, and you yeah, found exactly. that out. Yeah. The stress and the, the worry stress. and the yep. everything that you would have felt through your pregnancy, through your oh, labour, like it would have transcended just, through everything. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. for it not to even be anything to worry about. No, there was yeah. absolutely yeah. just, you know, unconditional love yeah. Yeah, and acceptance from the yeah, the minute of meeting. Um yeah. and I guess because it hadn't been interrupted throughout the whole journey. And yeah. and even, you know, just going back to even like the cross-checking what is real emergency because all I saw was this purple and this blue I was like oh wow okay so perhaps and I was checking like is is she okay oxygen wise and again instantly a bit like the placenta check I was like no she's not pale like you know color is good um and so a lot of mums probably don't even know that you know if they think blue baby mm-hmm. they think oh like that's really bad um but that's you know oxygenated so Mm. Yeah, those quick things were like, she's fine. And and remembering that, you know, the first gasps can take some time, like for her mm. because she was quite swollen. She didn't make a big, um, yeah, cry for probably a few minutes. And even my husband, I could feel him, you know, just pacing a bit. I was like, babe, just relax. She's still attached. She's getting everything. Like she's no different to what she was inside. Like she's getting my oxygen right now, um, which is so, you know, I guess reassuring. Like she's still mm. fully attached um so and of course then yeah she did you know have a a nice cry and and we just stayed in the pool um but yeah all those little things that could have easily spiraled me had I not known the true beauty of birth and the truth behind birth um Mm. of what is real emergency and what isn't um you know I I could have totally been pushed into a different headspace and had a, a very different experience um so all of that all those little steps were just even more empowering to own myself um so yeah we we sat in the pool and and then realized she was a girl (laughs) so that was yeah that was nice um yeah I was just in utter shock in it you know we obviously didn't mind either way of course um but when you when you feel you can trust your intuition so much and then that's wrong it's like oh wow (laughs) um but she is like chalk to cheese to my first daughter uh you know even she's you know, blonde and blue eyes compared to, you know, dark features with Aria. So it's just really interesting, this whole polarity experience that I'm, I'm having, which is epic. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, that was all all wonderful. You know, I laid in the pool for a while and the placenta came quite, quite quick, which was, I hadn't even thought of, you know, any troubles there. Uh, you know, that came probably within maybe 15 minutes. Um, so, and I just sat, sat in the pool and, I, you know, I even had to suction because, you know, when she t- took a while to take her, her first breath, I um, suctioned her mouth, her nose with my mouth, which I remember watching all these videos of mums doing it, you know, free birthing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. Like that just that just pushes me beyond like that's too much. <laughs> but <laughs> sure enough, like you, you don't even think, and I did think I did like three times. <laughs> there was really much there because she, you know, um, it was just swollen, but yeah it's funny you know you just don't even none of that matters (laughs) 
Um, so all of that was beautiful. And, and then, yeah, you know, once the placenta was out, we, we put that into a bowl and Anna and Blake helped me and Isla onto the couch where uh, I, I laid there for probably two hours and, and just rested. You know, Anna served me up fresh strawberries and organic juice and I had Isla who latched pretty quickly. And in that time, you know, Blake and Anna, they cleaned and packed up the birth, birthing pool, which she took away because I hide it through her friend. And she did a lot of washing for towels. She um, made my you know, our bed twice, twice over. Um, so, you know, her help in that regard as well was, you know, was wow. amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And all by, you know, this is, you know, she arrived at seven. And so by, you know, what, nine, 10 o'clock, we were kind of, you know, finished. Um, and yeah, it was like, again, felt so simple and so easy. And, you know, the other beautiful thing is no one was there to try and check on me in terms of do internals. You know, mm-hmm. I had, I didn't even really touch down there for a while. Um, you know, not until probably maybe even the next day, like I showered and didn't even want to know about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so even those things, you know, to, to have somebody, yeah, like, you know, try and, look down there and and pull things apart and and you know check which is what happened with aria you know i had all these internals and you know for like one stitch and things i I wouldn't have done otherwise you know knowing what i know now um but yeah it was just so relaxing so after you know two hours of just resting we we cut the cord and that was really you know straightforward and then went to bed um you know and and that was that like um it was yeah again i say simple but in the most profound way so you Mm. know um, because you just trusted the body's flow and didn't question it and just, yeah, listened and felt and, and just soaked up the moment really, um, you know, it was beautiful. So, you know, I think that's really what led on to what has been a great postpartum because it has been so, so much more chilled, you know, like Isla and I still now, she's almost five months and we still just co-sleep, side sleep, chest to chest, you know, it's so easy because you don't have to settle a baby. Um, you know, yeah. her bruising went down within a week and, you know, I did all the postpartum exercises um, that they talk about as well uh, on the free birth course um, because I had a pretty sore bum um, from all that pushing. So, yeah, yeah, that was something that, you know, I was kind of blessed as well to be forced to lay down. Like I had to be horizontal for at least, the, you know, the two weeks um, three weeks really and it was Christmas time so I was lucky to have that that space to have Blake yeah. home um, yeah so that was good and otherwise I would have been on my feet no doubt you know especially with a three-year-old you know you just get get going yeah so you know that definitely would have um, probably hindered the the healing process but yeah because of that sort of that flow on effect it's been really yeah beautiful smooth sailing so yeah yeah, that's um, that's us in I guess a nutshell. But it's um, it's been a really yeah beautiful wild ride, and and I yeah like I said before, I think that you know every empowering birth has a flow and effect. You know we're all you know unique light beings connected by the the same source of love. So you know when someone has a great experience, it you know undoubtedly picks someone else up as well or picks everyone up. Um, so I feel like we're on this wave where everyone's just yeah riding it high and and we've got a lot to look forward to with the next generations to come 
Mm, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. No, I loved it. Thank you so much. It just um I have You're to welcome. say this, I have to say this really quietly because now my family has arrived down south and Ross could be in earshot, but I like it just makes me feel like I totally have another birth in me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, even I think yeah, that too is enough, but it's funny how like I know. when those when those voices come in the intuition and you're like, Oh, there's a third, you're like, Whoa, where'd that come from? Totally. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do one more. <laughs> Do it. Oh my gosh. Um, well, Radi, just as we finish up, please can you tell us what advice you would give to a mama who was standing in front of you right now and she wanted to have a birth just like you? Yeah, of course. I think, you know, the biggest message that uh, I would have would be remembering that, you know, we all hold the in- an innate knowing of who we are and this presence that we all already embody, but, you know, we need to just feel comfortable in our own power. And, yeah, that you know, to have the balance of the love and the tools to really have this unison of the, the heart and mind um, and follow, you know, your your natural birth whether that's a free birth or home birth um Mm -hmm. but i would really you know encourage anyone even if you know for males like you know uh, or women that haven't you know thought about children yet or past children um to look at the work because it is so empowering you know it's um yeah it's like we should all already already know um but yeah i think remembering who we are um and really claiming that yeah, is one is uh, it's one that is so simple, and to allow it to be, you know, it is, you know, just just let it be. So to, yeah, mm. stand in your divine simplicity. <laughs> yeah, love that. Love it. Thank you so much. No, you're welcome. And again, thank you so much for for having these episodes. Because I'm sure I'm speaking for everyone where, you know, being able to you know, relive and recommunicate these stories is a healing journey in itself. So thank you. So true. Yeah. So. Yeah. listening to the hey mama podcast if you're enjoying the show please share with friends and follow our social media pages to keep up to date with the latest episodes we hope you're having a beautiful day mama